What's going on, Sports Nation? Welcome to Game Breakers, the sports show that's going to be keeping you guys up to date with everything that's going on. It's your host, Will. And it's your guy, Edwin. Wow. Surprising. Surprising to hear your voice once again. How's everything going, bro? Yo, I'm doing pretty good. I uh, can't mm. complain. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Good. Yeah. How was your Labor Day? Labor Day? Um, yeah, I can't really say on air what I did. I'm just joking. I went to like a small event. I'm joking. I'm joking. Wait, where? Where'd you go? I went to a small event in in New York. That's all I'll say. But um, like those, okay. um, Caribbean parties. I'm not gonna say what you I went to, but was, I went uh, to a small event in New York. It was it was nice, you know. It was I, I know what time. you mean. You were at. It was not small. Okay, whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you think you know about my lifestyle outside of the 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 work environment, I'll uh-huh. give you that. Whatever you can, okay, okay, do whatever okay, you okay. want. But I, I'm telling you what I did. Okay, I mean you didn't really say what you did. You just exactly. Said what you were so, at. so I mean you, you didn't really use say your imagination. Anything. You can use your imagination as to what I did. You know, and the, the answer would most likely be no. So yes. So you didn't go to a party? No. So it was really just a small event. No. Like, what was this? Like, like a book study? Like, I, I mean, like, come on. No. Like, where's the details? Like, no. like you know, no. you're just giving me side information. Like, no. you know, like, we want the steak. You know, no. we want the main entree. I don't know why he does this every time he tries to come back and ask me about my personal life. What do you mean ask personal life? You never asked me about my personal life outside of the episode. I literally just on? asked, how was your Labor Day? What'd you do? Oh, you're like, my you're acting like you was at Area 53 yeah. or something. Well, maybe I was. So I can't say that. How do you know? You don't have my location. I, d- I have your location. Okay, so if you have my location, trick question. If you if you have my location, then then why don't you know what I did over the weekend? You should have know what area I was in. And so you think area that I, I'm I just in. checking people's location? That's literally for yes. emergencies. Yes, because no, you are a weird person. Right. Okay, look, I'm not gonna lie. I don't be checking locations, okay? That, oh, that's really? just not what I do. No, He's I don't think about He's doing a that. a liar. Because he called the only me time guys, that I would lying. That, the only time that I would check somebody's location if I have it is if I text somebody like where are you at and they don't answer fast enough. Oh my god. I'll go check it. But I'm not gonna just wake He's up lying. and check it. Like lying. what are you checking for? He's lying. I didn't know that guys. you were doing some 007 he called me. secret secret US government information that you know you can't disclose so you know my bad james bond my he called fault. me he called me last weekend and he was like yo why was you in this specific area and i'm just like yo wait i know you have you a location you are, but you, you i know you have a location <laughs> but like why are you mocking me for like you know you're lying out. stop that nonsense please. you know you're lying stop that nonsense. like bro i like to live a life that's very secluded sometimes you know and then when that when that fun stuff happens, I'll share it with you. But you can't be checking me twenty four seven. He does it to me every day, guys. Every day, he's a liar. Seriously. You I'm done? Not, I'm done. I'm done. You you done lying now? Okay. Uh, right. that wasn't a lie, but I'm I'm done talking though for now. Oh, uh, all right. Anyways, uh, yeah. outside of the cap, my Labor Day was pretty good. Um, you know, just chill with some family. I didn't really go anywhere because, you know, I realized there wasn't even, like, no, like, barbecues or nothing this year. Like, you know, usually, like, Labor Day, 4th of July, you know, holidays like that, mm. especially in the summertime, there's usually barbecues going on. But there wasn't really mm. anything going on. So, I mean, like, I just chilled out with, like, my family, played mm-hmm. a lot of Uno, and, okay. yeah, not some good food, stuff like that. But, okay, one week, one week, guys. Well, no, actually, it's not even one week because yeah. – this is the week of leading into the first week of the NFL. First game is in tomorrow. It's tomorrow. tomorrow. I'm about to say it's in two days. Tomorrow. It's actually tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. like what's going on, man? So look, I'm excited. I'm excited. Football is officially back. None of this preseason nonsense, man. But as I said, I don't really care about preseason too much. So now that week one is back, I'm pretty excited because to me, this is when football is really back. I don't consider fo- football back for preseason. No. Mm. Mm, I see. I mean, I are see. you excited? I- I'm super excited. I'm very excited to to get back to having some meaningful Sundays aside from, you know, my religious views and everything. But after the church service is over, it's football time. You know, Thursday is going to be a great Thursday because I get to look forward to something in the nighttime. And obviously, you know, Monday night football, uh, TV, you know, every, everybody's watching. The whole world is watching. I love that aspect. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see my team play this year. It's going to be a nice, fun season to watch for all teams, actually, not just 
for my team included, but for all teams. Yes, yes. And we will get into that Cowboys and Bucks game in a little bit. But what I was kind of noticing is that, you know, usually because I think every single team has a Thursday night game scheduled. It's not like Monday night where you kind of just get yes. Wait, or is it like Monday night? Because I don't think every team gets a Monday night game. Am I, I don't right? think so too. I don't think I think every yeah every team gets a Thursday night schedule at yes, least one but night not schedule. but not Monday night. Yes, not Monday yeah. night. Yes. So the thing with that is that kind of makes some of like Thursday games a little whack. You know, sometimes it'd be, it'd be like some bad matchups. Like it'd be you know just teams that you don't really want to be watching. Like it'd be like the Jags and like the Jets. No offense from last year or something like. Well, not I don't know if that did happen last year. I can't remember. But I'm saying you, that did you, not you, happen last year. No, I know. But I'm saying usually it would be a matchup of like. You know, like there's like a lot of Thursdays. Basically, what I'm saying is that there's a lot of Thursdays where I'm not excited about some games. But this Thursday, Cowboys and Bucks, I'm very excited about that. So it's good that not only football is back, but it's going to be a good game that I'm hoping is going to be high scoring. But, you know, we will uh, touch base on that in a little bit. But it was a busy weekend for me outside of Labor Day and Mm. that stuff because fantasy football season is back. Now, look, this is probably the best thing about football season. Let me tell you guys this, because generally, I don't care what anybody says. You could be the biggest fan of football, but let's be real. You don't really care about every single game. Fantasy football makes like it intensifies the whole Sunday. Yes, like where does. like where you would just be a casual watcher. Now you're checking stats. You got to see who's, you know, like who's uh, doing good, you know, like who just scored, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And the best way that I recommend doing that is with red zone. Now, uh, NFL red zone is the best way to watch football on Sundays. So I definitely am looking forward for fancy football. I already did our, uh, well, my draft, I had two drafts this weekend and, mm-hmm. um, you know, me and uh, Edwin are in one league, my uh, personal league, prototype football league. That's an elite name, isn't it? It's an, it's a great name. It's a great elite name. name. It's an elite I, name. Do you know like what's crazy? Mm. I don't even know what prototype means, but I know it sounds, I know it's something where, prototype yeah, I don't even know what prototype means, but I named the league prototype. I've had the league for about four years now. So, I mean, you know, we're, you know, we're going pretty strong. Um, This is Edwin's second year in it. And yes. I actually do want to get Edwin's opinion on. So I am also in another league and I also, you know, I just want to bring up my roster for that league really quickly. I just want to get your opinion on it. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Now, mind you, this is like so the leagues that I'm in are in keeper. There are keeper leagues. So a keeper league is basically you get to keep about two, no, three players max from your roster last year if you want to. You don't have to. But generally, if you get like somebody that, you know, is going to be good for you this year, you should keep them because then you might not get them back in a draft. So uh, my team for this league, before we get into me and Edwin's league, is I have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Right. Got yes. DK Metcalf. DK. I got Adam Thielen. I got Odell, Nick Chubb, James Conner, Travis Kelsey. And then there's two flex in this league, which is new because he actually did not do two flexes. It was, it was only one. I actually just noticing this, but uh, Raheem Mostart for one flex and Debo Samuel for the next. Now on my bench, I have Gronkowski, Cobb, Jalen Waddle, who I think is going to have a fantastic year. I'm surprised that he was kind of falling so far down in drafts and because his average draft positioning wasn't really until like the 100. So that was a bit surprising. I have Tua and Zach Ertz. And then my defense, I don't really care too much about which defense I have because I do like to rotate my defense sometimes because not every defensive matchup is going to be good for you. But I have Baltimore and then my kicker is, is going to be Greg Zerline. So what do you think about that team? In, in reference to the defense, I, I do think that no matter what matchup you have, um, if your defense is at least top five, it's going to be a favorable matchup for you to do so. Um, but anyways, your squad, it's it's nice. It, it's, a, it's a nice squad. It's a nice team. I think you did well with drafting. Um, I'm only going to say that I'm not sure how – based, based off of other people and how they drafted, I'm not sure how you'd be able to contend for a title – or to win the whole thing, but it's looking like it can make some noise. So yeah, I'm gonna say I've been in this league six years. I've won the chip four times. So like I'm a you know like, I'm a monster in that league. I don't oh, know. Okay, what okay, it okay. Is. okay. So yeah, fine. like I don't know what it is, but like in that league, I usually dominate. Last year, I did come second though to the owner. The owner won it last year, so you know it's whatever. But let's get into what I really want to talk about. All right, Let, let's get into 
the prototype fantasy football league, the league that me and Edwin are in. We had our draft Monday night. I came in. Look, man, I was on fire. You know, Yahoo, they, uh, cause I don't do no NFL.com fantasy ESPN fantasy. No, no, no. Yahoo. Yahoo is the best. I, cause I've been in other fantasy on other sites, but Yahoo is the best to me. And you know, they gave me a draft grade of like a B plus. I, I think Edwin got like a B behind me as per usual. So last year well, that wasn't the case though. Last year I had a higher grade than you. No, you did not. You didn't I even did. check. I told you how to check the email that tells you your so grade. Did you end up checking? No, I can't check for you. You have oh, to check. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I told you. I checked after the show. I know for a fact you you did not get an A in your in your draft. I'll game. check it after the show. I'll check it after I, 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 don't worry, I got you. I'll check it after the show. All right. So look, real quick, Edwin, let me hear your roster real quick, man. Let me or okay. I mean, do you want me to read it out? No, I'll read my own roster. Because I kind of want you to explain some of your picks here. Because I'm going to question some of your picks, all right? That's fine. You can question all anything. Right. Sure, all you right. can read it out. Go ahead. All right, I can read it out? Okay. Yeah. So, you have... This is Edwin's team. And yes. the guy's name is Edwin Disciples. So, look. Black <laughs> name, whack team. That it is kind of whack. Right like, I didn't really care at this point. <laughs> Listen, I can't, I can't defend my name on that one. You got me on that one. I'm not going to lie. You got me on that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, look, Edwin has Josh Allen at quarterback. Can't can't fault him for that. Josh Allen coming off of one of the best seasons that we've yes. seen uh, NFL quarterback play. His personal best. It's to be seen, though, if he does fall off. Generally, he is going to kind of have a decline, which doesn't mean he'll have a bad year. It just means that his year was so great last year that it'd be hard to, you know, do that same mm-hmm. thing again. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that Josh Allen might, you know, falter a little bit just because to have those same numbers would, would be crazy back to back. But it, it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. And uh, I had Deshaun Watson last season. He did play phenomenal. Uh, definitely, I think he's the leader, league leader passer uh, for the NFL last year. And I'm expecting mm-hmm. Josh Allen to kind of put up similar be numbers. Like, in like that conversation. Yeah, in, in that range. Not for okay. league leader. I'm talking about for fantasy points. He's, I'm oh, yeah, for him to, to get fantasy points. Around what Deshaun Watson put up for me last year, so okay. So your two receivers is DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson. And yes. two, two good receivers. The, yes, you do look very strong at receiver. You also have as your two running backs Derrick Henry and DeAndre Swift. Now, starting, course, yeah, starting right now, DeAndre Swift. Yes, yeah. Now you know, of course, Derrick Henry. That's a no brainer. He's a player that every week he'll be in your lineup unless he has a buy. Yeah, there, like there's no like it doesn't matter who he's going against. Like there's a certain players you don't take out. Yeah, Same yeah. thing as DK Metcalf, unless he's injured or has a bye week, and mm-hmm. and Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. they don't really get dropped. Like those are every week kind of guys that you keep in your squad. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, I agree with that. Now DeAndre Swift, I think he is uh, RB one in the in um Detroit, but to me that like that's like a little iffy though. It's a, it's iffy move. Yes, I will yeah. say that. But in my defense, I will I will say that um. I didn't really see any running backs that caught my attention for the time that I was picking early on, which is why I drafted DK first. I think I drafted him first before I drafted any running back because I just yeah. wasn't too sure on the running back class this year. You know, everybody did some keepers, and everyone had pretty much the best running backs yeah. in the draft. You know, Nick Chubb, I, I kept Derrick Henry. I think you kept um, – oh, you, you have Nick Chubb. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Davin yeah. Cook was already taking Chris McCaffrey. So yeah. these guys were all gone off the board. I really couldn't have any options as to who I would fill in for that uh, second running back role. But DeAndre Swift, he was the highest at the time of when I was picking. So Yeah, okay, okay. And look, and, and I'm not faulting you for that because, again, he is RB1. You can never do wrong when you are drafting a team's RB1. But, you know, just sometimes it, like, it just seems that the Detroit Lions share the ball a lot. So that's the only thing that really gives me concern. But he is RB1, so – it can't be that bad of a pick, considering that he will get the first crack, if you want to say that, to make an impression in uh, the Lions' backfield at everybody else. So it's necessarily – it's his job to lose, or it's his carries to lose, should I say. But um, next for your tight end, you do have uh, Robert uh, Tanyan, the tight end from Green Bay. I mean, tell me about Robert Tanyan. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I know that, you know, he is tight end one Green Bay, going to be catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. I necessarily don't think this is going to – I don't think he's going to be too valuable, if I'm being honest with you. I so, think- yes, you're right, right with that. Um, so when I had the thought process of, of drafting Robert Tondon, I looked at his year last year and I say, I didn't really get too much production from my tight end group anyway. Um, I, I drafted Zach Ertz, and I did draft him again this year, but as a bench player. 
he didn't really live up to expectations. And I also had Jerry Cook. So I look at the connection that Rodgers had with Robert Tanyan, and I say, well, I'm not expecting him to put up similar numbers, but I'm not expecting my tight end group to score that many points in my league anyway. So he was a, he was a good option for me at that point. Yeah. Um, he can get me like maybe six every two weeks, uh, depending well, on how many touchdowns he has with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not really too well, keen on the move, but it's okay. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, like, I'm kind of looking at, like, what he's projected every single week. I mean, like, his projections are kind of in, like, the sevens, mostly, some in the six. He does have one uh, matchup where he's projected to go in the eights uh, against Detroit week two. And, I mean, you know, everybody feasts against Detroit. So, I mean, look, I think it, it makes sense when you, when you, when, like, so when you look at it, so when you have a tight end that's going to be catching the ball from an elite quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, I think it does make sense why Robert Tanyan and Yahoo Fantasy Football is owned at 96%. But so he so Robert Tanyan is basically av- available in every single league. So it makes sense why I think you know that team well that people are getting him because Aaron Rodgers he's gonna have to th- he's like they're gonna be throwing the ball. Yes. So the tight end has to get some catches. But then I always go back to Jimmy Graham because I was very um tricked by Jimmy Graham with this uh Packers offense. So for me it's just hard to trust Packers tight ends because Jimmy Graham was a big name and, you know, he wasn't what he was when he was with the Saints, but he was still a good tight end. And even with Aaron Rodgers, he never really was that threatening. So we're going to have to see with that. We will have to see. It's going to be exciting to see what happens this year. But, you know, coming from a guy who drafted Robert Tanya this year, yeah. I'm not really expecting too much. Um, but I'm just hoping that he comes in and provides at least some type of points consistently every year. I mean, every every week, whether that be maybe three, four uh, that'd be fine. That'd be fine for me. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, so in this league, right, how I set this up, people, for you guys that don't know, we do do four flex. I think that that makes it a, a bit more interesting than just the one flex. I think, you know, that also does give, you know, managers a bit more leeway. If you have, a, you know, a good bench, then you can, you know, play four flex. So we're going to get into the first of his four flex players. So Marvin Jones. Um, great call. Great call Jaguars. Yes. I, say it again. Great call for the four flex. Great call. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's different. It's different. It's nice. It's different. All right. So uh, his first flex, and we're only going off of his starters for week one. This is not who's going to be starting every week, mm-hmm. but this is for week one. So he has Marvin Jones Jr. Now, the former Detroit Lions uh, wide receiver, he is now in Jacksonville. Mm. This move, I think, is also a toss-up, if I'm being honest. But I, I think Marvin Jones will be productive. I, I think that he will be. Because, mm. you know, Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars are going to want to throw the ball uh, they do have James Robinson, but Travis uh, St. Etienne got hurt, so they may pass the ball a bit more, mm-hmm. you know. And, I'm, I mean, the Jags don't really have any standout receivers like that. So, I mean, Marvin Jones could, you know, he's a veteran and he's proven, so he can end up being uh, Trevor Lawrence's go-to guy. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going with this move only because of how I, I perceived how things would uh, shift uh, when it came to drafting Justin Jefferson last year with the Vikings, and I saw the kind of production that he would kind of have being that uh, Stefan Diggs would be out. So I look at Marvin Jones and I see, well, him and DJ Chark will share the reps as the main targets in that offense. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as a flex player, I think that he'll be a favorite target of Trevor Lawrence, especially considering the fact that they're going to be down more times than not this season, and they may have to pass the ball more times than not even though uh, James Robinson is a great uh, running back, at least undrafted, had a great season last year. But I do expect Marvin Jones to get the targets this season. So it's a nice little flex pick. It's a nice little flex pick. All right, next we do have Brandon Cooks for the Houston Texans. I love this pick. I'm not going to hold you. Thank you, thank you. you. Brandon Cooks is going to get you a lot of points because let me tell you right now, it's like I told you um, yesterday, like kind of like when I was getting on you about you having Mark Ingram, the Texans are going to be down in a lot of games this year. Like, let's keep it a buck. The Texans may have a top two, top three pick next year. Texans are look. QB one is Tyrod Taylor. Look, I look. I love my black quarterbacks, but when Tyrod Taylor is starting for you, nothing good could, could come from this because you're probably just in a rebuild or tanking mode, anyways. So, look, the Texans are going to be struggling. They're going to be getting slapped up early. So expect them to be passing the ball a lot to try to get back in games. Brandon Cooks is their only good receiver. I mean, I think that they do have. No, I don't think that Will Fuller's still there. Yeah, no. And yeah, Randall Cobb's not there anymore either. Booty. Yeah, booty I mean, booty yeah. Pretty much, you know? Yeah, so, <laughs> look, I expect Brandon Cooks to, to get a majority of the targets. 
mm. to take up a majority of the team's overall re- receiving yards as long as he can stay healthy. I think Brandon Cook, I'd start him every week, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, yeah, he will definitely be starting every week. And this will be a good year. Aside from fancy, this will be a good year for Brandon Cooks to at least certify himself as a, a great option once again, too. I mean, he had a 1,000 yards with him getting the ball from Jared Goff. So if he does this similar you know, production with the Texans, then if he were to be a free agent um, maybe in the next year or so, he'll command a hefty salary based off of how he's performed with average quarterback play. So it's going to be exciting to see how he prefers. It's a good shout uh, for your next flex. So, you know, your three starting flex are receivers this week, and you have Marquise Brown, uh, Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's like it's, it's a little bit weird because, like, Marquise Brown, first-round pick a few years ago, yes. um, you know, he was drafted. You don't draft a wide receiver to not be your wide receiver n- number one. So, it's a bit tricky because Marquise Brown does not seem like a wide receiver number one. And when you listen to everything that, you know, people say that the Ravens need on offense is a wide is, you know, a number one receiver. So I, mm. I, I like the guy personally. I think that, you know, he has a lot of upside still. And I think he is wide receiver one in Baltimore. So look, you have Lamar Jackson, you know, teams are going to be trying to focus in on the run because Jackson's so versatile that you can't just, you know, low up the box and or you can't just worry about just the pass. So I think that Marquise Brown, if he could stay healthy, which he's kind of not right now, I think that he's going to have some, um, you know, room to do some damage this season. Yes, I do agree. I think this year might be a little bit different in terms of how teams will key in on the run uh, only because of the loss of J.K. Dobbins and now Justice Hill, who has tore his ACL. I found that out after the show, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but um, so and you obviously have Gus Edwards, who I don't think is explosive enough. So it's a lot of question marks at the running game. So they might have to go with a tailored offensive attack where you have to rely on Lamar Jackson to either run the ball, design runs, or pass the ball more, which would be a detriment to how effectively uh, guys like Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown can get into the offense. It'll be tough yeah. for them. But um, it's go- it's he's, he's not a guy who I'm expecting too much to give me points in fantasy but now what's something now what's kind of crazy is that so he does have an update right here uh, mm. that yahoo fancy sent out and he has and he has yet to be cleared for team drills and it's looking like he may miss week one it's like it's mm-hmm. in uh it's in a uh, question but you mm. definitely don't want him to miss week one because they're playing the raiders i mean i, I mean come on like you yes. want your players to play against the raiders like mm. the raiders is not good so defense is terrible the, yeah, and then for your final flex, you do have Eric Ebron, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a whatever kind of uh, player. He's yeah. fallen off a lot since that uh, one breakout season, and was it Indianapolis? Yeah, Indianapolis. We just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very team. surprising. It's very surprising that he went to Pittsburgh and has fallen off, considering that there'd be less pressure on him in Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh have all of the other weapons, like, you know, Juju, uh, Chase Claypool is an absolute monster. I think Chase Claypool is their best. Yeah, I mean, I think Chase Claypool is their best receiver but we can save that for another time um yeah so i mean it's kind of weird that eric ebron's falling off i mean you would think that he'd get more open looks but i mean what are you expecting from eric ebron i'm expecting um him to at least replicate what he did last year with the pittsburgh steelers i mean he had about five six touchdowns last season not too bad in the offense yeah. where he like they like to throw the ball a lot or well, at least they they did last year there's a lot of drop backs from big ben um but Obviously, I do not expect Eric Ebron to be a main factor or one of the main factors, maybe a touchdown threat because of how big and tall he is. But um, we all know that when it comes to the main targets, it's going to be either Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, or the likes of even Najee Harris out of the backfield. He might get acclimated into the offense more so than not. So uh, Eric Ebron was – I only drafted him because I needed tight end help. And yeah. I get tight end help bad, to be honest. You know, Robert Tonyan, I'm not really too sold on him being a guy. I mean, you know, you do have Mike – you do have Mike uh, Gesicki on your bench. I mean, let's just get into your bench real quick. We don't really have to talk about the bench, but you do have Damian Harris running back for the Patriots, Mike yeah. Gesicki, mm-hmm. uh, Kenyon Drake, mm-hmm. Zach Ertz. Now, Zach Ertz is a bit confusing to me because I don't get how he's fallen off so much with Philly, like where Dallas go- – no, Dallas Goddard is – um. He's on Philly. He's in Philly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, I don't get, like, how he's fallen down the pecking order, like, this much to, like, where, like, he's not even really a fancy option this year. I mean, he's only owned by 34% of leagues, so it's a bit weird. Mm. Then you have Mark Ingram, and then you have Russell Gage, the receiver Mm. from the Falcons. 
Uh, your kicker is Jason Sanders, yes. uh, the kicker for the Dolphins. And then you did draft two defenses. You have Baltimore and Wingland. So you're pretty much set on defense. You just got to mm. just rotate between these two. Yes. Unless one of them starts being kind of trash. But, mm. yeah. I, yeah, I mean, look, you know, your team looks solid. You know, I, look, there's 10 teams in our league. Mm, I think I'll give you about six. <laughs> oh man i was I think I you was just make it i was baited i was waiting to see what he was saying about my team as a whole listen man i'm gonna just let my team do the talking because last season he was getting on me the same way guys last season he was like your team was trash people were just coming for my team and lord and behold i made the playoffs i made the playoffs in my first year in his league and I think you if I would have done a little bit. Uh, you said what? You was the last spot. So what? I barely made it. But I made it, though. It's a wild card opportunity for a reason. Yo, big names happen when, when you are a wild card spot. So anyways, I feel like if I would have did better drafting in some moments, then I definitely would have been a winner of the league. That's just my opinion. But the league? this year... Yes, but You're this year I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming in with a vengeance. So we'll you see what happens. Drunk, Let's go to your friend. squad. Let's go to your squad. Please go to your squad. You want to go to Headhunters? Let's go to Headhunters. You want to go to Headhunters? Yeah, <laughs> that's his name, name, guys. Headhunters. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Tell me that's not a good name. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. All right. All right, all right okay. All right, all right. Cool. 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 All right, yo. Th- th- this squad right here. Okay. This is the future prototype football league. Fantasy <laughs> football champion next year. Stamp it. Because every single week that we do this podcast, we will oh, be giving you updates. Wabin? Oh, this year you mean? Oh, yeah, this year. We will be giving you guys updates on how the Fantasy Football League is going. So when you see Edwin talking a little low, you know, sounding down, depressed. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. No, just know it's because... He just got slapped up by me week two because that's who I'm playing week two. So I can't wait to smack this guy up. But let's get into the real team, all right? You know, we heard his team. It's cute. You know, he has some nice pieces in there. I, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm scared of Josh Allen. I'm scared of DK. Just look, Justin Jefferson still to be seen. Look, he's a top young receiver. I get it, but he has to contend with Dalvin Cook getting the ball a lot. And then also has to worry about Adam Thielen, but it worked out for him last year. So we have to see how his sophomore year goes. Hopefully it's a sophomore slump for because only because he played for Edwin. I don't got nothing against the guy, but hopefully it's a sophomore slump. That's all I'm going to say. Now, look, we're going to start off with the quarterback. I got Kyler Murray at quarterback. I think Kyler Murray's winning MVP this year. I'm not going to lie. I, I did put a bet this offseason, um, like even before we drafted that Kyler Murray will win um, MVP. I think, look, the Cardinals have given Kyler Murray every reason to succeed. What do you think about uh, Kyler Murray? I like the pick, but you said that last year about him winning MVP. You said that last year. Oh, my goodness. So how many years are you going to say, I think I got Kyler Murray winning MVP? I, I actually heard reports. You did. You no, did. Not. You see, I actually heard reports. Of Josh Allen being an MVP candidate. I mean, I, that's what I'm, I'm. That's what I heard. You know, I'm not. It's not my own personal bias or anything. That's what I heard. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, if that were to be true, then that's probably the reason why I picked him, uh, along with the fact that, the fact that he's a good uh, fantasy candidate. But I do like the pick of Kyler Murray, though. He's a guy okay. similar to Josh Allen. He can get touchdowns for you, running and passing the ball. So it's going to be great to see how he performs this year. Okay. Okay. So at wide receiver one. We stay in Arizona. I got my boy DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, look, arguably the best receiver in the NFL right now. Catching the ball from look, I personally don't like having too too many of the same players on from the same team on my roster. But Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, two of the best players at their positions, respectfully. I don't mind having them there. What you think about DeAndre Hopkins? I like him. I like the I like the pick. I like the pick. You know, it depends on some plays, but. Generally speaking, when Kyler Murray does good, he's going to be uh, in, with connection with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So that's a good you know, point. It's that's a great, a good point. you know, so he's going to get a lot of touchdowns, and your team should definitely, if they're both having bad games, <laughs> your team's going to struggle a lot, at least from those two guys. So, all right. So, yeah. next we got CD Lamb. Look, I think CD mm-hmm. Lamb is going to be Dallas's breakout player this year. Um, you know, he kind of 
not that he didn't play well last year, but he couldn't really, you know, you didn't really see what he can do considering that there was no quarterback in Dallas really that was able to spread the ball around efficiently. So now that Dak Prescott's healthy, I think CeeDee Lamb's going to go crazy this year. You got to worry about Zeke and Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. The Cowboys have an explosive offense, and I'm saying this as a Giants fan. The Cowboys offense, if healthy, is one of the best offenses skill position-wise in the NFL. I I think you can make a case that they're a top five skill position offense. So. I think CeeDee Lamb, you saw him in training camp looking like an absolute monster. I'm mm-hmm. seeing highlights and bills on IG every week for CeeDee Lamb. Guy's a beast. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't really want to spend too much time on the fantasy uh, football stuff, but I think that CeeDee Lamb is going to be an absolute monster this year. So he's my wide receiver, too. I mean, what do you think about CeeDee Lamb? I, I do like the pick. I'm not I'm not sure how he would perform as I – because mean, he's going to be in a, an explosive offense. We get that. Yeah. But you basically have him as your second wide receiver – uh, listed on your team, which is basically, in my opinion, top wide receivers. So, um, C. Lamb could have a breakout year, but that's definitely something that we have to see this season, and especially considering the fact that he has to get the ball thrown to him, right? And yeah. we don't know how Dak is going to uh, perform this season, being that he has playing. playing Dak, Dak going to be throwing a rock to him. Don't don't even worry about. That. I would hope so. C. D. Lamb going to have over a thousand yards this year. Over a thousand yards is that your bold prediction? I don't think it's really that bold considering how high powered that Cowboys offense is. But if you want to call it bold, bold, then that'll be my bold uh, prediction. Yeah, I think that C. Lamb would be at about 1,000 yards. I think it's bold considering you still have Amari Cooper and you still have Michael Gallup. So um, I'm, yeah. for him to get 1,000 yards, that would be bold. I think. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, my two running backs are Nick Chubb and Chris Carson. So I'm, you know, powerful at, at uh, running back as well. Definitely mm. looking better than uh, Edwin's team at running back. Because even though he does have Derrick Henry, who was probably the best running back out of the out of our teams, mm. DeAndre Swift will be the mess him up. Nick Chubb, you already know, <laughs> uh, you know he's gonna go neck and neck with Henry for that rushing title. And then you have Chris Carson behind, uh, you know Russell Wilson. So you can't load up the box um, against him because Russell Wilson is gonna pick you apart. So I'm pretty confident in my running back uh, combo here. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing with Chris Carson last year, but he couldn't stay healthy. So that's why I'm kind of iffy on your pick about him. That's why I didn't draft him this year, actually, because I wasn't too sure if he would be able to stay yeah. healthy enough to to give me the much-needed points in fantasy. But if he does stay He's healthy, be healthy. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're hoping. You're hoping. Then, we, then, at, then at tight end, I got Mark Andrews. Okay. Look, I, pick, we don't really got to do pick. too much, okay? Pick, yes. Well, yeah, like that's literally Lamar Jackson's number one target, especially in the red zone area. Like, yes. he, he's going to Mark Andrews. So, yes. I, I'm, I'm expecting a lot of points from Mark Andrews. I think that he is a top five fantasy option for tight ends. I mean, there's not really too many great tight ends for fantasy, but Mark Andrews is definitely one of them. And then for, you know, the four flex, I have Odell Beckham, who is coming off of that injury. But, uh, you know, all the reports from uh, training camp, they're saying that he's looking explosive and that he's going to be ready to go. So I will. I'm kind of reserved. But when you have a player like Odell Beckham, like you kind of have to take that chance on him, considering that when he's healthy, he is an explosive uh, receiver at tight end. Well, my second flex, I have Noah Font. That to me is kind of a, a reach. I am big on Noah Font, though, because. He is a tight end that's basically like he's basically like a, another version of Evan Ingram. He's like one of those tight ends that run like a four four, and you know he's versatile. You can move him, um, you can move him around, and he's gonna have Teddy Bridgewater throwing him the ball. So I think that you know Noah Font is gonna be like a safe option for him, considering how much you can do. So and Noah Font last year before his injury was actually going kind of crazy the first few weeks, and then he got injured. So I think that as long as he can stay healthy, I think that he'll be productive. Then I have no. He will, he, will, okay. he will never let go of this Noah Font guy. I tell you, man, he just raves about him every single time we talk about him. Oh my goodness, man! But <sighs> yeah, got, sure, sure. Then I got Melvin Gordon, and then Antonio Brown. Um, yeah, so that's my uh, four flex, and then my bench is really quickly is pretty strong as well. If I'm actually like, if I'm being honest, my bench is actually really strong. I have Tyrell Williams, who was wide receiver one for Detroit. They'll be down most games. They're going to have to throw the ball. I have McCole Hardman, who's going to be starting alongside Tyreek Hill for the Kansas City Chiefs, catching balls from Patrick uh, Mahomes. There's no more Sammy Watkins, so McCole Hardman's going to be getting a lot of looks. Then I have Trevor Lawrence, but that's my backup quarterback. I mean, like, you need a backup quarterback because your QB1, I mean, look, Kyler Murray's going to play every single week, but I think his bye is like week seven, week 10, something like that. So during that bye week, Hopefully by then Trevor Lawrence is going crazy. He could plug in for that week. Then I have AJ Green. So I have two Cardinal uh, 
receivers. And I have uh, T.Y. Hilton, who's gonna who's 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 on the IR to miss the next three weeks. This man picked up Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> and I got Le'Veon. No Le'Veon Bell. Bell. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell signed with? That is like what I want to talk about for like for like another like two minutes. Who did Le'Veon Bell sign with? The Baltimore Ravens, sir. Who's Baltimore Ravens RB one after J.K. Dobbins? Gus Edwards. Exactly. <laughs> What's by your point week, here? By week four, Le'Veon Bell is RB one. I don't so think long term hold. This is a long term hold. Gus Edwards can't hold Le'Veon Bell's jaw strap. He's, he's not that not guy him. anymore, bro. He's not. Okay, no, 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 no. Look, I agree with you. He's not. And even at him, even half the player that he used to be, he's still a way better player than Gus Edwards. Trust me. Trust me. Le'Veon Bell is still better than Gus Edwards. I, look. Mm. And and even if he's not RB1, I think that it'll be a by-committee thing. And the Ravens are such a high-powered offensive team. They like to run the ball a lot. That I think that Le'Veon Bell is definitely going to have a role for me to take a chance on him and have him on my bench. So you see, when it comes I'm to Le'Veon Bell... When it, when it comes to Le'Veon Bell, they're only bringing him in for a running back death because I heard reports that, you know, obviously Gus Edwards, Edwards would be the, the lead back. And the Ravens are really excited about uh, a, a back who we're not really too known about, but Tyson Williams, he's very much generating some. Who are these guys? Yes. Who are these apparently, guys? apparently they are really high on Tyson Williams, who is a big a strong a physical back who is who has quick feet and has some breakaway speed. So, um, you know, he will get more reps, I believe, than Le'Veon Bell would at least early on in the season. So I'm not I, sure I how much of an impact reason, Le'Veon Bell would have. I think that the only reason that they'll get more reps than Le'Veon Bell is because Le'Veon Bell just got signed. He doesn't know the playbook. He has to get acclimated with the team and all that stuff. So I, that, that's why I'm saying. I think by like week five, week four, I think Le'Veon Bell, you will see him getting a lot of carries. And he doesn't have to be RB1. But I think that right now he is their most explosive running back. I mean, mm-hmm. Gus Edwards isn't anything to write about. Didn't Gus Edwards – I mean, I think he was behind Mark Ingram last year. He didn't really impress when he got the ball too much. I mean, like, what did he do? So now no, that he's yes, RB right. – so now that he's his RB1, what, he's he going to just turn into some – no, no. Look, man, Le'Veon Bell, I think it's worth the I, – I think – it's worth taking a chance on him and have him on the bench. That's all that I'm saying. Now, look, if I was drafting Le'Veon, well, I didn't draft him. I picked him up yesterday. But if I'd have had Le'Veon Bell to kind of be like a starter, not like then that's where I'm like, ah, damn, you know? Mm. But the fact that, you know, I'm just willing to just wait and see how it goes. I could wait this one out. Then I do have T.Y. Hilton who's taking up an IR spot. So that, so that doesn't really count as a roster spot. He mm. is on an IR for the uh, next three weeks. I think that he's also a good pickup because Carson Wentz is going to be playing and who's going to be throwing the ball to? T.Y. Hilton is still a good receiver and he is their best receiver. So I expect mm-hmm. T.Y. Hilton to get a lot of targets. So yeah. I have to pick him up. Then, you know, Greg Zerline's my kicker. I always go to Greg Zerline for some reason. He's on Dallas, going to be in the field goal positions a lot. So I expect him to get a lot of points. And then I have Washington's defense. Washington do have a very good defense. Mm-hmm. But for week one, it's not looking good. They're only predicted to give me six points because they are playing the uh, Chargers. So yes. I might have to find a, another defense real quick to just plug in there. But, yeah. So, you know, uh, real quick, let's just uh, get off this topic. I'm saying I'm going to finish about first. You know, some light. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, nah, that's not happening. Okay. Yeah, not happening at all. He, he, he definitely will make the playoffs barring injury. We'll yeah. see. I'll, I'll definitely say that. But to finish first, you know, that, that's not happening. No. Okay, okay, fine. No. But I will finish higher than you. So, like, that's, no, you that's won't. all that I really no, you care won't. about. No, you won't. Like, no, you if Edwin finished 10th, and if I came 9th, I'd be happy. But I, so far, it's one Edwin, zero Will, because I have the highest seed so far, and I made the playoffs. He did not. So, you are actually trying to catch up to me. That's pretty much what it looks like. You can, you're trying to catch My up to me. My team is better than yours, just by the way. <laughs> just, that's what you, you think know. this year. <laughs> no, that's not what I think. It's what is a fact. Ah, whatever. The fact, the fact, the fact, bro. Now, look, it's kind of crazy that we did kind of touch on Le'Veon Bell because we were going to talk about Le'Veon Bell after the fantasy football topic anyways. But, I mean, I think that we kind of already said what we needed, what needs to be said about Le'Veon Bell, if I'm being honest. I mean, Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, you know, Edwin thinks that he's going to be picked up just for depth. I think, he's, I think when you have a player the caliber of Le'Veon Bell, he's going to be too explosive to not give carries like you, you just cannot justify having a healthy Le'Veon Bell and he's not getting no carries because Gus Edwards and Tyson Williams is getting carries stop it um 
but they may get more carries than Le'Veon Bell. I, I I just don't see. You see, when when the Ravens were bringing in Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman to come in for tryouts, I knew that they wouldn't have prominent roles in the offense, even despite Justice Hill getting injured. So um, Le'Veon Bell, he might get some carries, but he would get the third most carries, if I'm being honest. I think he will get the third most carries. I think that Le- – okay, so here's my bold prediction. I okay. think that – I think that Le'Veon Bell will finish with the most all-purpose yards for all their backs. Mm, very bold, very bold. Um, it's definitely possible. Don't forget, though. Le'Veon Bell is a fantastic pass catcher as well. Yes. So, so I look. I just think look, Le'Veon Bell is a three-down back, and he's healthy. Um, you know, I just think it didn't work out in Kansas City because him and Andy Reid, they did, for some reason they didn't get along. But come on, like. It's Le'Veon Bell, bro. And I get what you're saying, but don't act like Le'Veon Bell isn't the same player because of injury. Remember, he, he sat out that one year, and him signing with the Jets, if we're being real, that's what really kind of messed up his career was going to the Jets. Because, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so it's not that he's fell off because of lack of natural um, – of because lack of ability or just because of old age. He's just fallen off just because he hasn't been in the right situation. And I think that the Ravens could be the right situation. So – and I thought that the Chiefs would be as well, but then they did draft Clyde. Uh, no, not Clyde. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't say his name, but they drafted him. Obviously, look, you have Le'Veon Bell there, but when you have him, it's a first-round pick. Of course he's going to be getting the nod first, you know? The Ravens, desperate right now. I don't know what happens next year because J.K. Dobbins, I'm pretty sure that they'll want to run it back with him. Yes. But Le'Veon Bell, for right now, I think is their best running back on that roster. And I think that he'll prove that by around week five, week six. But obviously, mm. not early on. Because mm. he does have to get in a few weeks of practice first before they even think about activating him, probably. So Yes. Now, let's move on to the worst team in the NFL, the Washington football team. The team with no name. Now, if everybody knows, or if you don't know, I'm a New York Giants fan. I absolutely hate the, the Washington football team. How about calling the Redskins? I absolutely hate the Washington football team. I don't like anything about them. They are the number one team that I hate the most. Like how Stephen A. Smith hates the Cowboys, I hate the Washington football team. It's something like that. I just, nothing about them I like. I don't like their stadium. I don't like their colors. I don't, I didn't like the Redskins' name. I don't like that they don't have a name now. I don't like anything about them. They are trash. They have not won a Super Bowl since about 1990, okay? I wasn't even alive back then. And that's probably when colored TV first came out, okay? That's how long it's been. But, the Washington football team, they are fishing around for some new names because, again, they don't have a name right now. Now, uh, I'm going to read the eight names to Edwin, and I want him to actually tell me which one he thinks sounds best. You ready, bro? I am ready. Go ahead and read him out. All right. So, according to Tanya Snyder, who is the co-CEO of the Washington football teams, here is the eight final names that they have chosen. The Red Hogs, Defenders, Armada, Presidents, Brigade, Commanders, Red Wolves, or they might just keep it Washington football team. So they definitely should have keep it the Washington football team. That's uh, the question right there. They uh, they shouldn't or they, they shouldn't. shouldn't. They shouldn't. Okay, okay definitely. Sure. You got to have a name. Like you can't you can't keep going by the football team. Like come on now, you can't do that. That's just not it. Um, Defender sounds. It sounds ironic because of how great the defense is, but I don't expect the defense to be this great for you know years to come. So <laughs> have to fit the bill. Now, facts, facts. You know, I'm not lie to you. You know, it's one that I look. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like the Washington Red Wolves. Red Wolves, right? Red Wolves. I like that I like, name. I like it. I like it. I like that. Yo, that's not a bad name. It's not. It's not. It's not a bad name, and it's very funny how every, you know, it still has to start with the the word red before the the main word. You know, like the red Redskins, Red Wolves. I think you said Red Hawks before. So yep, it's yep, funny. Yep, there is Red Hawks. It is funny, but I, I like the Red Wolves. Red Wolves sounds really nice. It does sound really nice because everything else just sounds kind of weird, like the Brigade, the Commanders. Who who are you guys commanding? Like, stop this nonsense. You know, yeah, so no, 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 yeah, stop it, stop it. Yeah, look, if I'm the Redskins, oh, well, the football team, I'm gonna go with the Red Wolves. That's what I would pick. Washington Red Wolves, yeah, has a nice little ring to it. I mean, me nice personally, ring. I would have preferred, preferred, yo, what is good with me? I would have preferred, <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred the Washington Warriors. That's what I would have went with personally. Like they already got the W on the helmet. Okay, 
Like, you only got to change too much. Washington Warriors. Hmm. Like, that's what I would have went with. But hmm. um, but I think that the Warriors, I think that that can also be taken as, like, offensive, kind of like how, like, the Redskins are. Okay. I think that that could be taken. I don't know how, but I did read somewhere that the name Warriors could be seen as offensive. But I don't think so, because the Golden State Warriors is alive, and they're thriving, and I don't see anybody complaining for them to change their name. That yeah. Yeah. I can see how the Redskins would be offensive, you know, dealing with yeah. native language and everything, native culture. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not too sure how the Warriors fits into that category. But Red Wolves, though, sounds nice. It sounds nice, you know. Yes, it yes, sounds yes. nice. Okay, yeah. So, so all right, yeah. So we're in um, agreement for like the first time in like a long time. You know, yes. You, you don't be wanting to agree with me, bro. So. Yes, please, Washington. If you're hearing us, we gave you the perfect name. Don't screw this up. Just choose this name. And rock out with some swag, because anything be else is, is terrible. But let's be real, bro. Are you yeah. ready? I'm, I'm listening. This is the Washington football team that we're talking about. When do they ever do anything good? I mean, you Now, I will give them credit. They have drafted good. That defensive line is ridiculous. Then they do. They're probably going to have a top defense. That's why I took them in fantasy football. So don't let me down. But, <laughs> but, right? The Redskins overall are a joke of a franchise. So knowing them... We'll probably be calling them the Washington Red Hogs pretty soon. So, I, look, I like that name too for them. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty dumb name, and you know, I think that anything that makes them look worse, I'm here for it. But if they want to be taken serious, then Red Wolves—that's what you got to go with. Red Wolves uh, sounds nice. Nice. It's yeah. a nice thing. It's a nice. Thing. All right, now look, man. NFL is a passing league, right? You would yes. say that the quarterback is number one position. Would you say that? Yes. So then you'd probably have to say that the second uh, that the second most position is whichever side tackle is covering his blind spot. Right now, generally, most quarterbacks are right sided. So the left tackle is generally the second most important position in football. Right. Yes. Okay. now on defense. The most important position, at least when it comes to the quarterback, is your outside edge rushers, because if you're not getting to that quarterback, it's going to have all day in the pocket. He's going to tear you apart. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree with that point, yes. All right, so when you have one of the young, best pass rushers in the NFL, and you drafted him, and you mm. molded him to be an absolute unit, right? Do mm. you not think that you, that you should be paying them? I definitely think you should be paying them. You know, there are, they are building blocks on the defensive line on the team, for that matter. Exactly, and guess what? They're important yes. in Madden, because they're annoying. Now, <laughs> the reason that I'm bringing this up is because T.J. Watt, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're having a bit of issues right now when it comes to this uh, contract extension. Now, according to Aditi Kinkawabla, I'm not, look, I, Kinkawala. I, I, I butchered that name. My fault about that. That's but Aditi, I'm just call you Aditi because I don't want to mess Aditi up your Kinkawala. last name. Yes. If you do hear this, hypothetically, if you do, uh, but it says the Steelers' unwillingness to offer guarantees beyond one year mm. is threatening to sync their negotiations with star pass rusher T.J. Watt. Now, Edwin, I have a question, bro. I'm listening. I'm listening. Why do these teams do this? Why do, I you, have draft, no why do you draft a player? He becomes everything that you could hope for, a superstar, one of the best at his position, mm. and then there becomes a problem when it's time to pay them. Why do teams yeah. do this? To me, this makes no sense. Pay T.J. Watt. Yes, it's, it's very idiotic to me. And, you know, T.J. Watt, he, it's, it's not like he's a, a good edge rusher. He's a great edge rusher. You know, like he's, a, he's one of the best top five easily in the league right now, arguably at least, right? This guy oh, was – Yes, yes, exactly. This guy was robbed of the defensive player of the year by Aaron Donald. Uh, I think it was last season. And you just look at all these factors and you see how he, – he, to me, is the best player on that defensive – uh, the whole defense for the Steelers, and that defense is it, it's 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 nice. It's a great defense, it really is for the defensive Steelers. So um, when you look at all those factors, it's just tough to see why he's not getting paid at the moment. And this whole tactic of not giving him guarantees after the first year is just eyeballing to me. It, it really is questionable because yeah. why is that a factor as to how you should pay your 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 franchise or one of your franchise players? It makes no sense to me because the fact of the matter is. You have, if he were to become a free agent in the near future, you get nothing for the guy. That's one thing. And, you know, you don't want to go the route of trading him because he's a, a, he's a building block. He's a franchise building block for the team. So you never want to give up those kind of pieces. So 
if those who, two factors are working against you, why not give the guy his money? Like, forget about this tactic because it's the only tactic that keeps, you know, players from re-signing with the Steelers and then going to other places as well, too. And teams in, in the league do this where they, they like to pay their players. At least most teams do. So t- Steelers, for me, they're, I think they're really not taking to account of how great TJ Watt really is and what he could possibly be for them in the future. Yeah, uh, I definitely do think that TJ Watt should not be kind of changing his stance because my opinion, how I look at this is, is that teams need the players more than the um, more than the players need the team in terms of, of course, the teams are your employers, but if they don't have star players, they can't win games. And, you know, players talk in the league like they're all friends. Not all of them are friends, but you know, what I'm trying to say generally players have good relationships with one another. And this could also impact the Steelers, you know, ability to maybe even get, you know, big name free agents when they see, you know, how they're treating their current stars. So I definitely do think that when you're TJ Watt, you know, you're in the prime years of your career. You're still young. You know, the NFL stands for not for long, in my opinion, because the average NFL career is only about three years. Unless you're like a superstar or you're just a solid starter. The average player lasts about three years. Right now. Yes. You have to you have to get as much money, as much guarantees as you can, because God forbid week one, TJ Watt goes out there, you know, has a serious injury. And now let's say he can't play again. Like look at like, you know, like Ryan, uh, says here, the linebacker that, this, that, this, that, this, whoa, that the Steelers had where, you know, he couldn't even walk for a long time. Like he's now kind of learning how to walk again and, you know, he's doing good now, but he, he still can't play. And, yes. and yeah, like, you know, like, so like that fast, they could all be done. So I'm all in, I'm all for players trying to get as much money as they can, because you play the probably the most dangerous sport in the whole world. And, you know, it comes with long-term consequences. So to me, get your money. I'm with TJ Watt here. I think that the Steelers are absolutely idiots. I don't really understand. So because now you know that the same is going to happen with Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm. Like, like you just know that they're going to probably want to short Minka. And then you have teams like the Packers who are trying to short Devontae Adams. It's like, yo, like they literally you drafted them to be what they were. They are what they are. And now and now you're mad that you have to pay them big money. Very it's true. It's absolutely true. stupid. It's like it's it's so stupid to me, bro. It pisses me off, actually. So I was reading an article today about the Steelers and article written by Kurt Popejoy. I guess he, he's one of uh, the Steelers writers. And he actually brought up three reasons why the Steelers shouldn't pay TJ Watt. You want to hear really quickly? Yeah. So, let me hear, let me them. so he says first reason precedent, which really means that um, he believes that being that the being that Watt wants more than the Steelers are willing to give. Um it's going against their own rules as an organization, but we basically talked about that already. Like, yeah. forget about those own rules. You know, you have to do what's best for your future. For your team, yeah. Uh, so second reason was the 2022 salary cap. So the Steelers are anticipating to have more than $100 million in cap space next season to basically sign free agents. But if you look at... So basically saying that he doesn't want, he doesn't want the Steelers to guarantee so much money to TJ Watt because it could be prohibiting them from signing free agents. But I'm going to let you go really quickly. Well, if you look at the whole team as an outlook, right, it's not that it's, it's a good team, you know, signing TJ Watt. He's just adding, he's just one piece to an already great defense. Without TJ Watt, he'll be, there would be a good defense. Anyway, there'll still be top 10 in my opinion. That's one thing. And two. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, At least. Okay. Top. Pushing top ten. No, 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 I agree with you. Top ten. I agree. Okay, okay. So you look at the receiving core. Yes, they have good receivers. That's one thing. They have a good receiving core, right? Big Ben. Yeah, it's a little. They might have to find a way to solve that issue when he retires. But running back, they're set with that. The only thing that the Steelers need to do for me is pretty much solve the offensive line issue, and they're set. So this whole nonsense about them not having enough room or cap space to sign. Other players, while they give that extension to TJ Watt, is just BS to me. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, yes, but then you also have to think about the players that they're going to have coming up that are going to need, you know, big extensions that are going to cut into that cap space as well. Yes, I do think about those. Because, I mean, you would think that you'd want to bring back Watt. And then you're going to have Minka Fitzpatrick, who I think next year, I think, is going to be due for a contract extension, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Mika Fitzpatrick, I think I'm wrong, actually. Yeah, I think Mickey Fitzpatrick, I, I believe he has gotten yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm wrong. Hold on. Cause I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure that hold on, let me see something real quick. Just give me just one second, bro. Just one <laughs> no second. No problem, no problem. But you know, while he's finding that out, um, yes, he, Will made a good point. Yes, they have to find ways to retain some of their own free agents that are yeah. coming up this season. But I just believe that you don't have to retain everyone. From the team, uh, right? Okay, bro. Okay, bro. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, so Mika Fitzpatrick signed a contract extension in 2018 with the Dolphins. Yes. Um, the following year, so that was off his rookie um deal. So his fo- so the following year, um, he was traded to Pittsburgh, and he is on contract till 2022. So mm-hmm. this upcoming season, he'll be on contract, and then next year will be the last year of his contract. So yeah, I was right. Like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he is due for an extension the latest next year. And the Steelers have to re-sign him because they traded so much to get him. So mm-hmm. you cannot let him go. It's kind of like the Jamal Adams and Seahawks thing where you kind of have to pay the guy because then you look like an absolute idiot. So, you know, a lot of that cap space will kind of be deducted when you think about the like just signing TJ Watt and Minka is going to take up a big chunk of that, maybe about $40 million. But then that still gives you enough to. It does give you with. enough. It gives so, you a lot more to play yeah. with. Yeah. So I mean, no excuses for me. But I think that you know we do have to move on from this topic. Look, mm-hmm. Steelers pay TJ Watt because look, every team goes through their ups and downs, and right now the Steelers have a great window to win something. You're not going to always have that. So I think it's closing look. right now. <laughs> but huh? anyway, so I actually think it's closing right now. If I may. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. look. I mean, look. It's closing right now. You're absolutely right. Big Ben is old and looking a little dusted. I, I mean, and then once Big Ben goes, I mean, what are you gonna go to Dwayne Haskins? So, look, and I'm not saying that Haskins can't be a good quarterback, but I mean, he's not. You don't know how good he'll be, and then you have to just draft a rookie quarterback, and then your rebuild restarts, and now mm. your window is over. Mm. So, you have to do what you have to do now, as long as Big Ben's willing to keep playing. Um, but look, the NFL season starts tomorrow. The Bucks versus the Cowboys. Uh, you know, Edwin, talk to me about the game real quick. Tell me what your predictions are. Who do you think will win this game? And, you know, what are your, uh, you know, keys to the game tomorrow? Okay, so, you know, regardless of Zach Martin being in or out of the lineup, I was still going to go with the Buccaneers. I mean, they're home. Uh, they are coming off of a fresh Super Bowl win, so they should be up for the game. And the Cowboys, when it, when it comes to the Cowboys right now, they have uh, elite offense to compete and score points. But people are raving about this defense and how it's going to be performing better than it did last year. But we have to see how that happens because um, and obviously tomorrow will be a good test to see how this defense is actually and where it is at the moment, being that the Bucks offense is so high powered. But the main question for me is how will Dak perform uh, at least tomorrow? I mean, he hasn't taken a hit all of preseason. Uh, he hasn't played football in about a year or so. So I'm looking to see if he's going to be himself, might not be himself, but if he's going to be okay and how that will progress as the season goes along. But it won't be as bad as Cowboys fans think. It won't be as bad as people think when it comes to the result. I don't think the Cowboys are going to get blown out the park here, but it's going to be, I'm going to say the score prediction is going to be at least 35-17. It's not really blown out the park, but they're going to have some type of effort. Like it's going to be, it's going, the game is going to be decided within the third quarter. Okay, yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win. Now, I definitely do expect, so obviously, as you said, you made a good point with the Cowboys offense, and I might have to disagree with you a little bit about the Cowboys defense. I definitely do think that they will improve. I don't think that we have to see it. It's going to be pretty hard to not improve that defense because of how bad they were last year. And, you know, you add uh, Micah Parsons next to Jalen Smith, you still have um, the uh, the left end. You know, you have some solid pieces on defense. I definitely do think that um, they will improve, but I just don't think that it will be enough, especially to beat the Buccaneers, who have an elite offense and an elite defense. So the Buccaneers are pretty perfect all around on paper compared to where the Cowboys have that, you know, deficiency on defense. So I don't think it will be 35-17. I definitely can see, though, the Cow- I mean, the Buccaneers scoring 35, but – I'm going to say give the Cowboys 24, actually. I think that they will get in the 20. I think that their offense is going to be good enough. I think that the Bucs are going to have too many players to worry about on that Cowboys uh, side. But I think that where the difference will be made is that 
the Bucks will be able to get some stops. I'm not sure if the Cowboys will be able to get as many stops as the Bucks will. So I think that's where the problem is. So by what quarter do you think this game will end for at least the Cowboys? Mm, I'm going to go end of the third, end of the third. I think what will happen is I think that I think that it'll be pretty contested up until the third quarter. And then I think somewhere in like the third quarter, you might see like a strip sack or a fumble interception, something like that. And I think that that'll just like turn the game. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're in agreement. Third quarter pretty much end right there. Um, but it would be a fun game to watch. Listen, I don't care if it was the Jaguars or Texans playing tomorrow. I would be excited to watch the game regardless. I, I, okay. Wait. Let, let's not count. I, I, I don't you care. Not, I, football is really back not in all counts right now. Come on. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, look, obviously we'd watch it, but we wouldn't just be like, yes, Jags versus Texans. Come on. Like, come on, like, come on, stop it. No, 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 no. I wouldn't have that kind of reaction, but I'm saying I would be excited to watch it anyway because everything counts now. So, listen, Cowboys, Buccaneers, is going to be a nice matchup to watch. It really will be. Yeah. All right, man. Well, look, I think that, so me and Evan, we are definitely in uh, agreement here. We are going for a Cowboys win. And, look, we'll catch you guys on Friday. Evan, you have anything else that you want to say before we get off this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you guys continue to support our socials, continue to help us with the grind of getting to where we want to be in life, continue to check out Nuts and Bolts Sports. And we will give you a recap as to how my bets went for this upcoming week because I have money on the Buccaneers winning. So you guys, but you guys better not do any BS. I definitely do have and, a and parlay as tomorrow. well. I definitely, do, I definitely have a parlay as well. Because so that, that be will just mess up the whole entire parlay. If that nah, facts. Like, don't ruin my weekend <laughs> on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yo, as Ellen said, uh, make sure to check out uh, NBS and uh, follow us on our socials. Don't forget to, you know, make sure that you're following the podcast, whether you're listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. And we appreciate all your support. And we'll catch you guys on Friday. We are gone.